What is up, everybody? Welcome to October. Welcome to the match of the month. Welcome to I see things a little differently. I am this slow chemical. This match has been on my mind, my heart, my spirit, my soul for like the last three months. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, it is one of my favorite matches of all time. But it was just so weird how this match has just been on my mind. Like, hey, you should do this match. You should do this match, right? And so I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I want to do something different. I guess that's why, that's why I did, like, not just matches, but, like, telling full stories and stuff like that, right? Which, that's essentially what I do on this particular segment, which is why it's a popular segment, which is why it's a standalone episode every month. But, like, this one's been on my mind for, like, at least three or four months, right? So, finally, I'm walking through Target, whatever, being an adult for the first time, like, I don't know, who, who knows how long. And <clears throat> I look, and there's series, I believe it's 86 of... The WWE figures, uh, elite figures, right? And this one has to do with this has like more of a SummerSlam theme. So it's Sid Justice when he was a referee. It's <clears throat> Triple H from the '98 SummerSlam, Carmella, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I'm walking through. I look and I'm like, man, that looks like a variant. Now I don't know if I ever shared this on the show, but I've only seen one variant, like in the store. Like I've bought one variant from uh, Ringstack because. You have to find AEW variants. WWE variants you could buy through ringside collectibles. So the only variant I've actually gone my way to buy was the Keith Lee variant. And funny enough, the other day, I saw the same Keith Lee variant. And I was like, oh, that's a, cool. If I know that variant, you know. So I technically found three variants. But anyways, I'm in the store the other day. And I see the Triple H figure. Now, I know this SummerSlam match, like the back of my hand. It is, <clears throat> to me one of the greatest ladder matches of all time that didn't feature any form of a high flyer or a top rope artist. Um, the the story lasted for months. Like this, this was like the blow off to a, a, a three, three, four month feud. And I just love this match. So I, I kind of knew. So I looked at Triple H's outfit. It's red gear. I was like, well, that SummerSlam match, you wore purple. So this must be a variant. I didn't have my phone on me because I don't keep my phone on me because I'm not that obsessed with it. So I bought the figure, kept the receipt just in case it wasn't the variant. Sure enough, it is the variant. So I now found three variants. The first variant I've ever found was the Shinsuke Nakamura variant where he's in the red and black with the Intercontinental title. I actually did see that variant again. So I'm actually getting pretty proficient at finding variants. Um, even though it's by completely, obviously it's by accident. I'm just sometimes just bored and like whatever. Um, but anyways, so, so you know what? This is a sign. This match has been on my mind. I'm going to rewatch the match, which I did. I'm going to freaking um, do this as the October match of the month. Now, as I record this, it's the day of the AEW Grand Slam show. Um, so, but that's how much it's been on my mind. I said, I'm going to go ahead and record this. And I went back and I watched it too. And you know what? It's the first time I've actually watched any type of pay-per-view. Like, not live pay-per-view, but past pay-per-view. Um, on Peacock, and I can't remember who it was who told me, but somebody hit me up was really annoyed. They're like, "Man, they still go to commercial breaks, no air quotes, kissing, no air quotes, no air quotes." Even though, like, you if you have the 999 version, it still screen still goes blank and comes back in a second later, and it does, which is really annoying. Which I, like I said, I, I I'm barely on Peacock. Like, I did watch the Bobby Lashley interview with, with uh, 
Steve Austin. It did do that. I didn't know it did that during pay-per-views too, but I was told that. So anyways, I still watch the match. Like I said, I know this match like the back of my hand. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it is 1998 SummerSlam, the highway to hell. It is the Intercontinental Champion, The Rock. And the longest title reign he's ever had in the company. This is the longest reign he ever had with any belt. It came to an end tonight as he faced Triple H in a ladder match. Now, this match was a buildup of months of DX versus the Nation of Domination. I don't know exactly when it started, but I do know they kind of just kept getting in each other's way. You know, like to me, what I can remember is once Farouk was officially out, they beat him down, they kicked him out. Um, it then began to be more of, hey, who's the superior group? Like when it was the King of the Ring tournament, they kept interfering in each other's matches, whether it was uh, X-Pac being screwed or Owen, uh, or Owen Hart being screwed out of it. It just went back and forth. Now, The Rock did get to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament only to tap out to Ken Shamrock, but Triple H was on commentary during that match, and they ended up fighting a little bit during that match. I think Triple H even spit water in Rock's face. Um, then the following month, uh, it was, a, I believe, an Iron Man match, a 30-minute Iron Man match or two out of three falls Iron Man match or whatever it was. And it, it ended up going to a draw. And um, it's funny because they had the same thing the next year, where it was Triple H and The Rock still f- edging for that 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 top spot, except it was in a strap match for a number one contendership for the world championship. Anyways, so this led, led to some really, really fun stuff watching, whether it was DX being locked in their uh, locker room and uh, Nation of Domination essentially just surrounding China I don't think we would ever see that today. We wouldn't see anything we saw in this feud this this, this time this time um, um, in 2021 because it was just it was so personal. And then you had the to me the one of the best parodies in wrestling history. People would be offended by it now. To me, it's still hilarious. I, I can watch it now. I have watched it in like the past few months and still laugh and not been offended. Well, you have the Nation of Domination imitating everybody. You have Billy Gunn as uh, Godfather. You have Road Dogg as D-Lo, or B-Lo. You have Xbox as Mizark with Blackface, which that's the thing that people get offended by. You have Triple H as The Rock. You have, I forgot who the guy's name, he was a comedian. Uh, he ended up getting beat down for it too. But he had him as Owen Hart. It was an hilarious segment. And you can see J- JR and um, Lawler just going back. It was just funny. Like I said, now I'm sure someone's going to be offended. But I'm not offended by it. I think it was funny then. I think it's funny now. Um, and there are some things to be offended about in the Attitude Era now. But when you look back on it, this is not one of them to me, though. When it was, Triple H comes into this match with a busted knee already. Um, so he went through this match with a, with a bad knee. Also, this match is also known for pulling the Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Apparently, they went very long. They kept uh, ignoring their cues. Um, they, they went the WrestleMania 10 route. Um, they kept ignoring their cues the Rock and Triple H did. This is also the match that essentially turned the Rock babyface. Um, we're in Madison Square Garden. Rock was the heel. Triple H uh, was the babyface. Um, this, and this is why I will say this night right here was the culmination, the highest peak that DX would ever get. And I remember when Triple H had, I was watching some interview with Triple H, and he said that it was his decision to leave DX, and they didn't want him to leave. They said, we can we can run this for forever, and he had other goals, um, which was smart, because I, I, I remember looking at this night, and it was, I remember, um, and Jim Ross had the perfect call for a lot of this stuff. Jim Ross was like, what a night for DX. 
X-Pac cut Jeff Jarrett's hair. The Outlaws got their tag titles back. And Triple H is once again the Intercontinental Champion for the second time. Like he just, it, like he summed up, this was a culmination of DX as baby faces. You know, as like it's, it's, this was their night. You had X-Pac versus Jeff Jarrett in a very personal match. And the reason why Jeff Jarrett wanted to get his hair cut is because his wife at the time, before she passed away, had cancer and he wanted to cut her hair as support. So that was the best way to do it, which was, you know, good for him. Then you had the Outlaws versus uh, Mankind in a handicap match. They got the tag towels back and you had this match. And accompanying the Rock to the Ring was Mark Henry. Accompanying Triple H to the Ring was China. And to me, you had everything. You They, they sold the knee well. A Triple H, he got beat down pretty good. The Rock was... Just, this was just full, you've seen the star power, even if you didn't see it in Triple H at the time, and I don't think people saw it in Triple H, in my opinion, until the next year when he had that 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 really famous promo where he said, I am the game, JR, with Jim Ross. Um, I don't think people saw it in Triple H until then that he could be the world heavyweight champion. You saw it in The Rock in this moment to me. I didn't see it before then. I remember thinking to myself, like, when I first watched his match, it was in 98, obviously. I was like, oh, he's going to be the next WWE champion. Like, I remember saying that out loud, and I was like, oh, yeah, I could just feel it and see it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he just, it was just all over him. He had hit, he had hit another level in this match. And so, you had everything. This match was brutal, man. Rock body slammed the tri- Triple H on top of a ladder. And this, I don't care. You can't gimmick a ladder like that, man. That's gonna you're gonna, you're gonna feel these two beat the hell out of each other. But that was the point. They wanted to steal the show. They did steal the show. That that's why to me this was one of my favorite matches of all time. Especially one of my this, to me this is my favorite ladder match of all time because these two aren't known for ladders. These two, I, no one's ever gonna sit back and be like, man, Rock and Triple H are gonna put on a hell of a ladder. No, you didn't know what you were getting. I didn't see any of this coming. You know, but they took it to their advantage and it was a violent, violent match. You know. Um, I remember one part, my favorite part, and my favorite Jim Ross call this whole night was Triple H is on top of the ladder, kicks the rock off, he jumps off, he gets caught in the rock bottom, rock hits the rock bottom, and Jim Ross says, rock bottom! Helmsley just hit rock bottom from the Intercontinental Champion. It was like, wow. He like, like To me, in that moment, being a Triple H fan, and be like, oh, wow, he's... He, I thought that call was a, a signal at the time of... Oh, wow, he lost. Like, it was just so, such a perfect call. And I was like, and and as a viewer, as a listener, I was like, oh, man, Rock's going to retain. You know, because at this point, Rock didn't, like, he, he he just had the bell for that long. Like, you just didn't know when he was going to lose it. And so, it was everything. Even, like, when he buys someone's chair, he's doing the people's elbow. The fans were rising. Like, and they never booed Triple H once. It was just they seen the star power in The Rock as well. That's why I said this is a match that turned him babyface, you know? And so to me, it was just, I don't know, it was just perfect. Like, everything about this setup was perfect. You know, you had Mark Henry out there. He was, um, he threw powder in the face of Triple H. They did everything to make you believe that Triple H just had too many forces against him in order to win this intercontinental championship and spoiler alert his first intercontinental title run ended to rocky Maivia just over one year before i have a year and a half before before he was the rock you know um but you just didn't see it coming and then the, the ending is where they're both climbing the ladder triple h has uh 
uh, powder in his face. Rock just hits him, hits him, hits him. Triple H just crumbles. And he lands down. All of a sudden, you see Rock going for it. China comes in, low blows him, leaves. Uh, then Triple H has to climb back slowly, slowly. And then he grabs it down. The place goes bananas. Um, this match, to me, you guys need to watch this match. I believe it's about 20 minutes. Um, it doesn't feel like 20 minutes because of how brutal it is. Rock gets busted open in it after a baseball slide into a ladder into his face. Um, to me, this match was their highlight as mid-carters for both of them. That's how I'll put it. This was a fun match. This is my, like I said, this is my favorite ladder match. If I ever need a match, if I ever need 20 minutes, 30 minutes to kill, I, I when, it, when it was a WWE Network, I would just watch stuff like this. I may get back to doing that with Peacock when I have, you know, when I go back to having those those moments. But um, I suggest you guys watch it. This is the October match of the month. It's Triple H. It's The Rock. It's SummerSlam 98. It's Highway to Hell. It's the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. That is your match of the month. This is, I see things a little differently. I am the Slow Chemical. Enjoy. Have a great month. I'm out.